0: Hey, uh, Richard here. Just before we get into the episode itself, I wanted to do a quick um, note here about some technical issues we would had in the show. The astute among you will have noticed that we're actually releasing on a Wednesday now rather than a Tuesday. This is a last uh, second decision I made this week as BiffPod and um, fraudman 40 k are both now releasing on Tuesdays. Um, so it feels like a lot of 40k content all on one day. So hopefully we can be sort of like your hangover from those two podcasts to pick you up on a Wednesday when there's less 40k content. Um, the other thing I want to mention is halfway through the recording today, um, the voice recording, uh, uh, like physical thing we use uh, cut out on us. Um, so there is a bit of a, an abrupt change in sound quality towards the end of the episode. Um, it's definitely noticeable and I apologize for that. Uh, one thing for me has actually really justified buying this equipment because you can tell the difference when we're using it um, but hopefully it's not too jarring and you enjoy the episode thanks hey guys and welcome back to warhammer Wookies with richard and roman hello everyone Uh, Just us this week, no guests. Um, Sorry for those of you who wish Harry would be on it every week. Uh, I know he's very popular, but he talks a lot, (laughs) which is, is great. And I love chatting to Harry, but there's always a lot to edit when he's been on the show yeah actually i had a feeling that after after we finished recording that's going to be like two weeks podcast
1: <laughs> for us because i mean like it was a lot of content and yeah, it's uh, really good content yeah and well. uh, thanks to harry that he joins us from time to time because mm. like honestly like the previous talk for sure could could be divided
0: at least into two
1: parts yeah probably
0: into three <laughs> yeah no he's he's great like i i really like talking to harry we talk pretty much every day on, um it's been really good getting to know him through like getting him on the podcast really and he's really popular with you guys listening as well which is is great so he'll definitely be back in the future Um, but today uh, we're not doing modeling and painting Um, I want to talk about uh, the current state of 40k because a graph has been produced that some of you have probably seen that shows the win rates over the past 30 days for different factions and um, it's very interesting um, because Obviously the first thing you see when you look at this graph, um, if you search fraction, when rates and glyco scores last 30 days, you'll probably find it quite easy. And the first thing you'll see, is Drukhari at a seventy five percent win rate? And that's not the most interesting thing, of course. Like, what's the most interesting thing is is where Space Wolves are
1: still on the beat right? Uh,
0: space Wolves, um, Space Wolves are on here somewhere. I mean, Space Wolves were actually in the in the top half. So this really, Okay, yeah. Well, but this is where I think things get really interesting because obviously, like Drakari have a seventy five percent win rate. This is a problem. This is higher than Iron Hands. To put it into perspective, everyone's talking about that. There's not really much point in us going into that being an issue on the podcast because <laughs> you'll have heard it in so many other places and everyone knows it's a problem, right? What I think is interesting is how it's affected the win rates of some other armies. Um so obviously I'm playing Chaos Demons right now. Mm-hmm. So I looked at Chaos Demons straight away. And Chaos Demons were top five before mm-hmm. Dark Eda came out, and their win rate has plummeted, like down mm-hmm. to um about forty-five percent from about sixty percent since Stark came out. Really? Yeah. Twenty percent minus. Yeah. Um. And like so. Um. And, and like all of these armies that were doing well. So, in the top of the graph, you have Trukari right at the top, of course, and then you have the next thing is 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 Harlequins, um, who were the previous top, and they're sitting at like a fifty-five percent win right now, mm-hmm. down from like down down from sixty. Yeah. Um. And like uh, adaptive are down to like 53 Mm -hmm. from about 60. Um, adaptive custodes. Um, they're, they're kind of where they were before. Um, death card have actually gone up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, um, white scars have like plummeted right down. So white scars are now in the net have gone from being in the sort of 60% range to about a 47. Um, and so that is like it's completely shaken up the meta Mm -hmm. like and i think that really shows you how this sort of one really powerful army coming out and becoming like the boogeyman Mm -hmm. completely changes the landscape of the battlefield like we're used to white scars and sisters and harlequins being like oh those are the three armies you got to prep for um and all three of those are sort of like fairly elite um armies with um a fairly good balance of melee and shooting. Do you want to explain what, what actually happened?
1: I mean, like, why such a huge rise of uh, winning percentage? I
0: mean, in winning percentage for Dark Elder, like, well, dark How Houd- did it happen? Essentially, Dark Harder Houd- under it. That's what it comes down to. Like, they have um, units that cost 80 points and will kill things that cost 200 points. Um, like, multiple units. So, like, Incubi, mm-hmm. Racks, Succubuses are Archons, like, and, um, that's not, it's, it's, honestly, it's not much variety, which I think is also an issue, mm-hmm. like, it's become Spam 3 of these good things and win mm-hmm. the game, and Raiders are very good.
1: For you guys to get it, so basically, you take a unit of Incubing, yeah. and you kill a man. Yeah. That's well, it, like, long story short.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that's why they're doing, but like I said, that's been talked about in a lot of places, so, if you're interested, um you'll be able to find that content but i think from our perspective as people who are trying to like talk about how you can learn more about the game and how to improve Mm -hmm. is to think about how um things have changed because a new army has come out even if dark out were this good like say that they came out with like a a 60% win rate which is a bit over what you want it to be but not crazy Mm -hmm. um it would have still completely shaken up the uh, the meta um, because, like I said, these three armies at the top—they're like elite armies with very good shooting and very a very good melee—and um, like so, they're quite balanced but they're elite. Whereas Dark Alder is a cheap glass cannon army, which is has a completely different play style and a completely different way of being played against. Um, and so that's why like demons are really suffering now because demons uh, obviously do a lot of their damage through mortal wounds and through big monsters that kind of smash stuff. And against an elite army, you can, even without the Codex, demons still do pretty good because um, they have that mortal wound output that goes through these elite armies, like Mm defences. There's not that many models to deal with. So even though demons can create quite a lot of mortal wounds, you're never going to create as many mortal wounds as you can, like lasgun shots, you know? so, they had a good game against these sort of elite armies, but against Dark Elder, they just don't have the output of damage to get yeah. through all the models that are there. Um, And so, like, it's completely changed how everything is kind of lying so out. Can you call it like a Dark Elder spam in that case? Or, like, how does it look so, I mean, like- Dark Elder are always going to be like, it's in their lore. Like, it says in the Codex, like, a few times that no one really understands how many Dark Elder there are. Like, not even the Dark Elder understand how many Dark Elder there are. Mm-hmm. And this is what makes it interesting, it's like an elf. Mm-hmm. an air quotes faction, because like um Crawford Elder are uh, your more traditional elves, like there's hardly any of them left, they're like a dying race, all of this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dark Elder, like they're flourishing in this like in the webway, which is this realm separated mm-hmm. from the real space. And, and they also and chaos. And so. they also
1: drink souls of, yeah, uh, of other elders. So basically, more dead elders uh is bad for elders, yeah. but it's good for dark elders.
0: Um but, like, if we talk about World, like, they were doing real bad before, and they've actually gone up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, like, below 50%, and now they've gone up to 55%. And um, it, it sh- Like, they have, like, you can take things like um, scatter lasers, like, even, like, a a um, shining spear. Um, you think of it as a melee unit, but it actually has all those shuriken guns on it as well. Mm-hmm. So they actually have a way of fire to... To try and have some combat against the Dark Elder. Sure, they're probably going to lose anyway, but the way the meta shifted, they're actually now a a lot more impressive. Whereas Mm -hmm. um, they didn't have the shooting to outshoot the armies that were top before, and they didn't have the melee to outmelee them, so they just lost, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas now, where things have shifted around, like the Dark Elder player takes out that White Scars player's first turn and uh, first round in the tournament, and then that lets the the Eldar have some easier games. and like, so that really shows you like how much things will shift when you have a new army come out. And I just think it's something to be really aware of when you're building your models, because um, it's very easy to look at like a net list and be like, "This is the list I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play this list." Um, and if you are one of these top level competitive players, like that's completely the right thing to do. But I think like the audience we're sort of try- we've cultivated here. You are not the sign of people who are just going to spend two hundred pounds and a week painting a Warhammer army. Just to get the new army ready. Like you guys are more interested in like building your collection and building an army. And it really shows you that like over the length of time that you're collecting your army, it's kind of better to have some options and be mm-hmm. more re- well-rounded. Um, like we said before on the podcast last week, um, ideally you want to have a variety of things that are strong at the top. Because um, then they will have to play against each other. Mm-hmm. But now, with Dark Elder having this crazy win, right? Everyone just texts to fight Dark Elder, which yeah. means that. Um, so, this is after the, first, the last 30 days. So, people haven't really changed their list to fight Dark Elder now. And you could absolutely build a Space Marine list, or um, like a, a Death Guard list, or a, a Sisters of Battle list. Uh, That could completely counter Dark Elder and take them out of the game. Um, But then you don't have a game into anything else. And Dark Elder have such a high win rate that if you don't tech complete to beat them, you'll lose to them. And then you lose... And then if you don't... um, But then you might beat other paper at the tournament. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas if Dark Elder had a more reasonable win rate, and we still had White Scars and Sisters of Battle... Um, and Harlequins to some extent and Chaos Demons like then you have like kind of a varied level at the top mm-hmm. so the sisters of battle kind of have to take, take to beat, a bit to beat Dark Alda and a bit to beat White Scars um, and the Dark Alda have to tech to beat themselves and to beat White Scars so that kind of means that they can't focus on one thing mm-hmm. whereas what's going to happen now is every single army is going to be gunning for Dark Alda which will probably reduce their win rate quite significantly mm. and then they'll just like crash into each other and like commit mutual suicide because they don't have any tools to deal with each other um so i i just think that's very interesting to think about when you're building up your collection that like more codexes are going to come out and you shouldn't just focus on this is the build that beats the army that's scary right now You know. I,
1: I think first thing uh that is going to be nerfed uh, I'm pretty sure about that. Like, this win rate is never, ever, ever being tolerated by Games Workshop in 8th edition, at least. Yeah. So, if you see any any spikes like this, well, that's a sign that something's going to be nerfed. Uh, the same happened with Castellan last year. And Castan uh, was nerfed to ashes. Yeah. And Like now, like nobody plays Castan. Iron and Hands, same thing happened. Uh, yeah, Iron hands, 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 the same thing happened. Like before that, it was the boogeyman in the room, but mm. then it was nerfed, and now nobody really
0: plays. I mean, some people probably play, but not like not not with the no, race, Iron Hands. Play Iron Hands rather than just like anyone playing Space Marines. Right? Yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. So uh, first, I think that I'm, that is I'm definitely going to be nerfed and uh if you guys been wanting if you if you've been looking at at that list and thinking like okay i probably should copy it and buy all those metals models that they don't have in order to build that particular that kind list well i would definitely advise you not to do that
0: well but also like the thing is like what i'm trying to make the point of is like if you do that um you might win your games for the next month or so but then there are a lot more codexes coming on the way Mm -hmm. and you're super strong Dark Outer list that counters other Dark Outer lists and can table white scars might have a terrible game into Admech or if Imperial Guard come out or Orcs come out and then Horde lists are suddenly really really good like your army's not going to perform well into them which is why a healthy meta is when you have a, a range of different armies being at a winning percentage and nothing being as a huge outlier because then it forces everyone to build sort of more all comers lists mm-hmm. Uh, where everyone has the tools to beat the different armies that are considered strong. And then it comes down to player skill on the day of who applies those skills better.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to me, actually, like, if we exclude um, Dark Elder from, from that draft and basically adjust everyone else, that will look pretty much balanced-ish. I mean, to some extent, at least. Yeah,
0: I mean, there are a few things at the other end of the scale that are having a terrible time. I mean, June Culture in a bad place. Uh, Grey Knights, Tau... Um, chaos space marines, but Imperial grey knights been suffering for like nobody yeah. knows how long. And um, space wolves together with them, so that's fine. Uh, these armies were suffering before Dark Alder came out as yeah. well. Yeah, but if any of those, uh, like any of those armies I just mentioned, could be awesome counters to Dark Alder if they got a good codex, like Gene Seed Cults or Imperial Guard, having being able to out horde them would be really would be really powerful. Grey knights with all of their storm bolters, like Dark Alder, are powerful, but Made Not a invincible. yeah they're made of paper right so having loads and loads of strength for shots is actually mm-hmm. really good and like a few key psychic powers um so like i can see how those armies could be brought up to fight dark Outer, but the risk is that everyone builds up to fight dark outer and then it becomes dark Outer versus everybody else mm-hmm. um and i don't think that's a very fun game to play you know
1: yeah so that's that's the first thing that uh, that I wanted to mention. Second one uh, is you remember guys when they just when we just had uh, the beginning of 9th edition with new space um, with updated space sorry with updated space marines and new necrons and everyone was super happy about Necrons, that Necrons finally are going to get mm-hmm. new models, and those models are going to be good, and there's a lot of tactic, tactical variety for builds of Necrons, and, well, a few months passed, and what can we see here? Well, they're not there.
0: Yeah, they've well, Necrons are completely fallen off. Like, Necrons are doing okay. Um, I mean, they weren't up there with sisters, Harlequins, demons and white scars are being like these real difficult things to beat. But they were doing okay. But since Dark Elders come out, they've plummeted down to just over forty percent win rate. Yeah. Which is I mean, just over forty percent actually wouldn't be so bad. Like I mean most of the armies that are in a losing percentage are over the forty percent mark. The only ones that aren't are uh Grey Knights and um Oh, no. and no an imperial guard mm. um and that would be fairly healthy to be honest like as long as as long as you're within uh as long as you're like at a forty five to fifty five percent win rate mm-hmm. then with practice and skill you can go for a one tournament and get to the top eight like you can do it um but if you're at that forty five end and there's an army that has a sixty five uh sorry a seventy five percent win rate then it won't happen because yeah. people bandwagon and you'll end up playing two Dark Elder players that just annihilate you. And then you have your two good matchups um, and then you have probably have a third matchup against an army that would have been your ba- your one bad matchup usually mm-hmm. and you end up going two and three. Which is still respectable, Like don't get me wrong. But um, it having one army as such a huge outlier is, is a massive problem. And it but I I, I'd really hope the Dark Elders stay relevant like they don't get nerfed from the ground like Iron Hands because like as I was saying before they play so differently to these armies that were at the top before Mm -hmm. so if they can be brought down to like closer to 50% 50%, I think that's a real hard trick for games Workshop to pull honestly like dropping them by 25% Mm -hmm. without dropping them down even further by over nerfing is a really it was really difficult to balance um, but if they can pull that off then you have you start to get a range of armies at the top and then we have Admet coming out next and they play very differently to um, to Dark outer and these mm-hmm. uh, and and these elite armies that have been at the top for most of ninth um, and then we start to get really interesting meta like if Admet come out and they have like a 50 55 ish percent right dark Elder get brought down to like 55 ish um and then like sis is a battle, um uh and white scars harlequins and uh demons all start to have an easier time against dark elders so they can go back up to their 50 55 win rate. Right? then we have a group of armies at the top that are all very very different i mean there's a lot of sim- similar similarities between sisters and white scars to be honest but like uh, you have a good range of armies there and that would make the game really really interesting and exciting
1: well, I, I'm going to play pessimistic here because usually when when it comes to nerfs, Games for shop doesn't know where to stop. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they nerf everything like to to ashes. Like mm. every nerf that we've seen so far during the eighth edition, even though it was in general healthy for the game. Yeah, like absolutely no doubts about that. Like I remember when. Uh, every imperium army had a castellan Mm. that that wasn't fun really like that's not a variety like all the models that you see on the table is a castellan and something else yeah and usually because castellan is that many points well usually that's something else is like i don't know battalion of uh free i mean basic battalion yeah that's pretty much it that you have like some heavy support Mm. uh probably with the exception of uh astra militarum but only because astra militarum has a lot of cheap models that's 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 probably it uh everything else was castellan and basic basic battalion Mm -hmm. so uh after castellan was nerfed when we saw like a huge variety of different things from different armies which was good but there
0: was a golden moment like after the castellan got nerfed and before the space marine Codex came out yeah where most armies had their psychic awakening and it felt like you could play anything honestly mm-hmm. like everything felt pretty like pretty decent everything was within that 45 to 55 percent win rate range which Except meant the space well space force. <laughs> yeah um i,
1: I mean I, I feel sorry for them every time like yeah. and, and and now when dark rider released i was like okay so that's the army that looks the in my personal opinion that's one of the armies that looks the best at war, it's the wars,
0: the wars. Yeah, I mean, like, space wars. Like Dark Alder is the worst thing that can happen to them, really, because they're they're elite melee space marines, and Dark Alder are cheap, very good at killing space marines. Yeah. So they get, they get rocked, um, unfortunately. Um, however, if Dark Alder sure. were at that fifteen percent mm-hmm. win rate, and space wars got a bit of a bump up. Um, they could have a cool game into something like White Scars, like they go a bit more. They are a bit more melee focused than White Scars. They have some interesting tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like a really good Space Wolf player. If Space Wolves were a bit better, they they need a bit of a buff. They could have an interesting game to White Scars. They could have interesting. Absolutely, have an interesting game to Demons. Mm-hmm. Um So, like that's what I'm saying. Like it's good to have that variety, and for nothing to be a huge outlier on the on either end, because then you start to. Your list qu- making gets a lot more creative. Like, if I was, like, right right now, I'm not painting, I've been painting Bellicor, and I'm not going to go and buy a of demons specifically to counter Dark Elder because chances are they get nerfed. Mm-hmm. And by the time I get to play again, which is going to be in the autumn at the earliest, by playing tournaments again, uh, the meta will have shifted so much that it's a waste of my time, quite honestly. Um, but I could go and make a Demons list now and buy all the models that counter Dark Elder, but then I would beat Dark Elder. Mm-hmm. but then i play against space marines and lose. yeah like so um if dark Outer brought down a bit then i can make a demon assist that has a good game into dark Outer and a good game into space Marines as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. without having to go overboard into beating dark Outer. yeah
1: yeah and that actually thing because because of that codex release that actually came into my mind is i really do hope that games for shop is going to address that and fix that in a proper manner but not by Releasing a next codex which is going to be an admin codex, Mm -hmm. uh, which will just make admin much stronger, yeah. Because if they do that, so basically, what does it mean, guys? Yeah, Uh, if you have a codex which is super strong, then you release another codex which is stronger than the previous ones, Mm -hmm. uh, that what you're basically doing is you're rising the stakes every time higher and higher and higher and higher, and uh. I mean for once whoever took a look into the stock market, you know what oh, yeah, happens yeah, yeah. when it goes higher and higher. Then the bl- then basically it's going to be a blow up and everything you'll blast into pieces. Uh, and actually it happened with forty K in seventh edition. That's yeah. basically what happened. Oh, with, yeah, like yeah. the game became
0: kinda of bullshit. And they have to go back with eighth and literally strip out every single codex. Like that ne- that's never happened before. Yeah. yeah. like yeah. You'll have noticed going, if you started playing in eighth, you'll have noticed going from eighth to ninth, you can still use previous codex. In seventh, some of the codexes got so ridiculous mm-hmm. that when they start the new edition, they just said, throw all your codexes away. Yeah. Like, we can't balance this. Like, we're going to start from the ground up. And I'd really like for that not to happen again. Um, but honestly, i Dark Adder feels like kind of a miss. Like, if we look at, like, like, before Dark Hard was coming out, Necrons were doing a bit worse than the other Codexes, but still doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Death Guard had some really good lists. Um, White Scars and um, Red, Raven Guard, Blood Angels. Like, so there's a few different Space Marines that all work really well. De- Death Watch have some really interesting lists. Yeah. Um, uh, Sisters Battle do not have a Codex yet, but they were, they were doing pretty good. Um, so like all of those Space Marines, like, yes, White Scars were probably the best one, but... And Imperial Frisk kind of sucky, but like th- they all had some pretty interesting lists mm-hmm, that you mm-hmm, could play mm-hmm. with, uh, as did Death Guard. Um, and so I'm just hoping that this Dark Outer Codex is a bit of a miss. And those other nine codexes that should have been released right yeah. now, they're on that same power level with Necrons, all of the Space Marine books, and with Death Guard. And we <coughs> are like, that's, that's where the game is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And not happening what you're, what you're saying of like, oh, there's now a huge leap forward in power. And all of these codexes have been released up to this point. They're kind of irrelevant. And going forward, you have to be playing um, one of the codexes that we haven't seen released yet. Because yeah. they're going to be on a new power level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's that's basically what I mean. So I really
1: do hope that it's not going to be the case. And that was just a miss. Like, yeah. Just an unfortunate miss. Uh, that they made, and they're just going to nerf it, hopefully, not to ashes. Because I mean, like uh, that kind of been suffering without codexes for quite a while for 11 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And
0: uh, they got the codex uh, in 8th edition, and it was a huge relief and a huge. But well, we actually, the, first, it was, the gap was they got one in 3rd edition, and they didn't get one till 5th or 6th. Mm-hmm. That was the big gap. Mm-hmm. Um, the 5th codex was alright, 6th codex was terrible, 7th codex was kind of bad. But then the eighth codex was real nice. Yeah, like, eighth codex was really nice. Yeah. I, I was kind of disappointed that they changed so much, to be honest. I thought the eighth codex was working really well, and all that needed to happen was give units like Inc. B that weren't being taken and Hellions that weren't being taken a little bit of a bump and to kind of leave everything else as it was. What they did was nerf nah. nerf ravagers, mm-hmm. nerf talos, nerf razor wings, um which were the things you took before, and now you can't really use any of those. No nerf, nerf crops as well, which is another thing you took. Um, and really overbuffed those units that weren't being taken. Yeah. So not only has it created a really powerful army, it's created a really powerful army of like a load of models that most Dark Adder <laughs> players don't own because yeah. they weren't like like most people have a univincube because they're cool, or a unit of Hellions, like maybe five Hellions because they're cool. Um if you've got like, if you've been collecting Dark Adder for a while, but there mm. weren't some you had a lot of. Um. So people are, like just buying whole new Dark Elder Armies, essentially. Yeah. Basically,
1: and this, the same can actually happen with AdMek if you can imagine. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, because before that, admek and Drukari been kind of similar in that way. Even though, like, Ad-Mek was more stationary, Drukari was yeah, yeah. more mobile. But you
0: had like certain key units that yeah. once you took, right? Yeah,
1: and you shoot. Basically, what you do, you shoot your yeah. admek army or your Drukari army. In this case, you're not really shooting, right? You, no, it's you, really... Yeah, yeah, exactly. You move your things forward as fast as possible and then you fight in the melee and then you kill everything. Yeah. And actually, the same you can do the same with Admec. What you can do, you can improve uh, chicken swift tasers just yeah. a bit and they already are going to be, we saw that. So chicken swift tasers, improve a bit. Uh, stalkers yeah. and Infiltrators, improve yeah. them a bit
0: and also improve uh, Electro Priests. Yeah, and Electro Priests are a really interesting one because... Um, Richard Siegel is taking a unit of electro priests at the moment and using them pretty well. But they're what I would consider a very high skill-cap unit. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you have to be very good at the game to get them to work effectively. And if you do that, they can be really good. And the risk with those kinds of units is, like... A lot of the Dark Elder stuff was in this position, where right? it was like, this unit is theoretically really powerful, but it mm-hmm. takes a lot of practice to get them really good. Um, so I'm not going to use it. And, like, someone who isn't really into the game would just be like, "This unit's bad, it never seems to do anything. Mm-hmm. And then that unit gets a huge buff and becomes really broken. Um, and that's what happened with a lot of the Dark Outer stuff, and I can see happening that with, happening with Electro Priests, where they're kind of playable now, if you really think about building a list around them. Mm-hmm. And if they got a huge buff, they'd suddenly be crazy broken. Or, for example, think about
1: Rustalkers, yeah. uh, especially about Rustalkers to be infiltrators, because Rustalkers, at the moment is bare bones. Mm-hmm. They don't have any special abilities at all. They just fight more than the uh, traitors. But then infiltrators, you can infiltrate, yeah. obviously. Rustalkers you cannot. But let's imagine that you have, uh, uh, let's say, three units of five.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Three units of five of those guys. Or even better, five units of five. Mm-hmm. And then... But right. it'd have to be three, because it's rule of three, right? Uh, yeah, but you, you can... Uh, yeah, three... Um, yeah, yeah, vice versa. Uh, three units of uh, five yeah. uh, in each... Uh, I don't remember what's the limit on them but let's say it's 5 mm. uh, probably it's actually more probably it's 10 Shows uh, <laughs> usually how often you use that unit right? yeah, exactly so, I, like never I don't even have them I have them only infiltrators. <laughs> uh and then let's imagine that you have like uh, I don't know a huge charge with them mm. let's say that you have charge uh, of 3d6 mm. and uh, you can pick I don't know like one of them to be 6 mm. like only that one already will make them super good yeah because they just charge first turn and kill everything, mm. uh, because it's really difficult to kill them in close combat, mm. uh, or at least more difficult than anything else that use, that 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 has at the moment. Uh, and uh, you, if if you also improve their invulnerable save mm. just by one, mm. like that's it, like that's the combo that all people are going to use. They are just yeah. going to uh, take some uh, some vehicles mm. and those guys and they just go and slaughter for everything yeah. and that's going to ruin a lot of Fadmik armies because like nobody have them yeah. really like, like nobody plays people them.
0: play robots maybe shoot your chickens in more more recent months uh destroyers have come in in a of fashion vanguard and the new flyers are pretty cool right yeah. and the um Scorpius disintegrators yeah exactly. and what you don't want is like obviously you want units that aren't good to be buffed right mm-hmm. um that's really important but you don't want the stuff that's being taken to be nerfed so much that it's not useful and the stuff that's been not taken to be buffed so much that it becomes broken, yeah. which is what's happened with Dark Alder. And I think it's a huge risk of that as well. I completely agree with you. It is quite worrying that it could go that way. Yeah,
1: especially considering that the next hero or the next HQ character that you're going to get is a uh, Skitari melee guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that kind of draws us a line like what's going to happen. He's either going to buff uh, skitari guys, yeah. that's first thing, which I'm not particularly against, to be honest, because no. like at the moment we don't really see pure Skitari armies, even though we have a lot of Skitari units, we mm-hmm. have, uh, rob- uh, we have uh, dogs, we have horses, we have two types of rangers, Skitari mm-hmm. rangers, uh, with the closer weapon and uh, with the galvanic rifles, uh, the radium carbines and galvanic rifles. And uh, then we also have transports, yeah. transports for them, and uh, flying things, yeah. which are also Skitari, I mean, they have Skitari keyword. So basically, if you get a Skitari commander, well, I mean, that that basically gives us a whole good new variety of Skitari armies that we're going yeah. to play have, which is really nice. But at the same time, Rustalkers, they're also Skitari. Mm. And here where I become worried. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, ideally... Like a unit like Inkbee or Rustalkers, like your elite melee threat, mm-hmm. you want to have it so that they're at that perfect level where you take one unit. Mm-hmm. Like one unit becomes an indispensable little scalpel in your army that you can chuck out and kill something. Mm-hmm. But if they get if they're a bit too cheap for what they do, like Inkbee are now, then they become your main force. And you don't want your main force to be your little elite scalpel unit. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, for, both from a fluff perspective and for a, having an interesting games perspective. Um. And yeah, I can see on the horizon this, like, horde of Rustlock is charging towards me. <laughs> um, but I, you can hear them, I mean, they clunky. I, I think it's so hard to. I mean, because also they've increased the damage of Admex guns as well. Mm-hmm. Um, theoretically, they're a great crown to to Dark Eldar, which could be really interesting I mean if Dark Eldar get a little bit of a nerf like say their nerf brings them down to like 65% and then Admech come out and they counter them quite well um, and Admech have a fairly good game into Marines as well then that will bring Dark Eldar down to like 50% win rate and then Admech will be about 50%, White guys will be about 50%. Like, this is my dream scenario, you know? Ah, uh,
1: well, I mean, like, actually in that case, if for example, if they nerf them, like, I don't know, by wounds or, like, by amount of points, uh, because Admech is going to do just way more damage. I mean, like, at the moment, if we take, uh, if we believe in those screenshots, and uh, we take the damage of uh, two wounds on, um, on on guns on robots, Uh, Plus one on mortal wounds, of course. Mm. Uh, That basically means three wounds minimum uh, on uh, on one shot. Well, that's killing all the custodians because Mm. custodians usually have three wounds. Uh, That definitely kills all the space marines without mortal wounds because two wounds each. And uh, well, then drukari can't really stand against that because they don't have enough wounds as well. So basically, what will happen is that. Brucari will go a bit down, but right. still going to be
0: Supervalid Army. And then the new codex will come up and become the yeah. top. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, the game is objective-based at the moment as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does depend on how much the, they can go out and engage with objectives. And that's where Rustalk has become a potential problem unit. Because... Mm-hmm. If they're a bit tougher and they can get more reliable charges off, then they can like, charge into objectives and take them. While you have your robots and your disintegrators sat at the back, like bombing the crap out of people. Yeah. Um, if you're going to be that good at shooting, then you need to be less good at the objective game in order to have a balanced game. Yeah, exactly. Um, because what's happening now with Dark Alder is their melee is so good and so fast. They charge into the enemy army, they obliterate right a load of stuff, And by the time you've dealt with that melee threat, it's turn four, Mm -hmm. and they've been holding the objectives the whole time. And Admech can kind of do it the other way around, theoretically, like, depending how the codex plays out where they have, like, some pretty good melee threats to go out in the objectives and play the objective game. And then they blow the opponent off the board, um, and then just, like, and you have to deal with the shooty stuff, which means you're not dealing with the objective holding stuff, Mm -hmm. which means you lose, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: But another question that I actually had about Drukari at the moment is that yeah, I mean they understand that they're deadly. I mean they kill Primarchs with yeah. one unit, which is eighty points, which is ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what about the missions that we got for the character? Is there any particular?
0: Yeah, yeah. Missions? Um, they this is a, another issue, really. Um, so they have two secondaries which are really broken. Mm-hmm. Um, they have one, which is every time they kill a, a unit in melee, they get one victory point. <laughs> um, okay, got like, it. I keep, see a combo here. And if you have three units of Incubi, Drazar, a succubus, and an archon, you can easily kill six units a turn immediately. melee. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're maxing that. But this is kind of a factor with all of the codexes we've had so far. All of them have a secondary that is pretty much a guaranteed 15. Um so it's that's not really the most unbalanced thing in the army. Um, previously, when Maelstrom was used in the ETC, they banned all of the faction-specific um, Maelstrom cards, and I can see the same thing being done for secondaries. But honestly, that makes the game kind of stale because the ones in the books are pretty much we they're kind of solved. Like I've heard that use that word used a lot to describe them is that they're solved. Um. So. It makes the game pretty stale at that point. However, it might be what's needed for balance. There is a rumor going around that there's some sort of big balance document coming out. Apparently, a playtester told a playtester played told a playtester told somebody who's on a podcast that they've been working on a a balance document of some sort that could be released soon, and maybe we'll see some changes to secondaries in there. Maybe that's where the Dark Angel, uh, Dark Elder, sorry real um, balance changes come in uh, but we'll have to wait and see and then obviously we've now seen from uh, the previews that sisters are getting their new book it looks like Orcs, well they got a load of new models it seems like their book's on the horizon as well um, so that could potentially completely shake up the meta again um, so it really remains to be seen what's um, what's going to be rising to the top to challenge Dark Elder um, but Unfortunately, that's all we have time for this week. A bit of a shorter one, but hopefully you got your fill with Harry uh, with the two-hour-long episode. Um, So we will talk to you next week. Of course, always follow us on Twitter, at Warhammer Wookiees, where you can ask us questions or put comments on the episode. And we will talk to you next week. (laughs) Bye-bye. i you know best? no you know best? you